Uh, let's, let's read this text together. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. Amen. It says, examine yourselves. Test yourselves. It says to, you know, this, and the word even says, let a man or woman examine his or herself. So self-examination, a test is important. Amen, somebody. And we've been talking about, uh, am I really a rejoicer? Am I really a rejoicer? We've been exploring our brand of Christianity as rejoicers. What kinds of things do we emphasize? Obviously, they're biblical tenets of the faith. They are doctrinal. They are theological. They are scriptural, what we teach and promote. But, but the way we emphasize them may be a little bit different from other faith communities. Amen, somebody. We have some values that we feel like are vital, important uh, to the modern church achieving God's work in the modern world. Amen. So we're trying to make sure that we're contemporary in our application of the Word of God, in the application of the Word of God, because it's easy uh, to sink into, into tradition or traditionalism. You know, traditionalism, that's stuff that we do, rituals, routines, and so forth that we do that are man-made. We, we created that stuff. Then there are traditions that are birthed out of Scripture, the Word of God, and those are non-negotiables. Amen? Those are things we don't cut corners on. But unfortunately, we can get the two confused. We can sometimes think that traditions, traditionalism is tradition. And so we get caught up in what we like, what we prefer, what we've designed, what we're accustomed to. Amen? And as a result, we don't know when to jettison that stuff, when to, when to discard certain traditions or routines or rituals, and when they have outlived their purpose. Amen, somebody. So our traditions and routines, they have a purpose, but, you know, traditionalism has a purpose, but it's not to take precedent over the Word of God. So we've been talking about various values that we have, and and there's a value proposition for the faith. Amen? And, and one of the things that we have to realize is that we're placed in this planet uh, as a testing ground. Amen? And the testing ground is what produces the testimony. The testing ground is what produces a testimony, a witness, a faith story. Amen? And guess what? We're all supposed to have it because we're all supposed to understand, be cognizant of the fact that we are going through a series of tests. And the question is, are we passing? Are we even recognizing the tests? Or are we retaking the tests over and over and over again? Or are we attempting to win at the various tests that God gives us uh, to accomplish? You know, there are all kinds of tests that we have uh, uh, in the world. Can I get a witness? You know, some of you have taken some hard tests. Can I get a witness? Maybe uh, a professional, uh, uh, you know, accreditation, uh, something that you have to accomplish. What's some, what's some tests you have, some of y'all have taken? Okay, uh, right up front, somebody said the bar exam. 
Amen. That's that test you got to take uh, to, to qualify to practice law. Amen. That's after law school. You got to take this test. Amen. My daughter's going to be taking that test. She's graduating from law school this year. Shalom. Congratulations. I, I might as well put in an unashamed plug. And uh, my son is graduating from Rollins College this year. Congratulations. Got two graduates in the, in the Zach household. Amen. What other kind of tests you got to take? Hmm. Okay. That's a military test for GRE, graduate record exam, you know, ACTs, SATs. Amen. LCSW, whatever that is. <laughs> Help me out. What is that? Uh, social worker, okay. Qualifications for that. What else? Teacher's exams. Okay, okay. Same thing. She just, she just gave us a whole acronym. Okay, what else? F something. Oh, that's the kids? Okay, thank you, son. So that's that standardized test you got to go through every year. All right, all kinds of tests that we take to qualify, to pre-qualify, to uh, show competence, right? To show competence, to show readiness, to show, to check performance levels and so forth. So it's all kinds of tests that we put ourselves through. Amen? Amen? Where do you think we got that from? We got that from our God who is in the midst of testing us. Amen? This is a testing ground. Whether we realize it or not, God is testing us. And he wants us to win. The word says in James 1, 2, and 3, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Amen? So we're taking tests with the ebb and full life we will meet various trials, sometimes tribulations, uh, tests that we need to pass. Amen? And they are character checks. They're in order to shape and to develop our character. Amen? So, so, so God is calling us to understand that uh, our souls need to be checked. You know, like, a, like an engine check. Our souls have to be checked. And our checks, and, and, and the soul, the reason I say the soul, because the soul is the emotion. And usually we flunk in the area of reactions and responses to what we're going through in life because we're all going through stuff. The Word of God says man's days are few and full of trouble. So we got some trouble. The question is how, how are you managing, how are you responding, how are you reacting, how are you understanding, how are you examining, how are you discerning, you know, what you're going through. Amen? And is, the, is what you're going through taking you out? Amen? Do you feel like the carpet has been snatched right out from under you, and now you're living in this place of despair, in this place of hopelessness, in this place of fear, in this place of doubt? Can I get a witness in the house? And, as opposed to a place of hope and joy. Amen? So the Word of God says in, in, in the Psalm, Psalm 23, says, he restoreth our souls. 
He restores our emotions. He, he gets us back on the right track. Amen, somebody. These testaments are tests. Guess what the scriptures call testaments, Old and New Testaments. They attest to something. Amen. They are witnessing to something. And they are witnesses to the trials and the tribulations and vicissitudes of life that people of faith have gone through and how they've overcome through and in the power of Almighty God. They they attest to. They are the testaments of God's work. Amen. So God set some stuff in motion. He set deliverers in motion. You wouldn't need a deliverer unless somebody was oppressed. Amen. He sets healing in motion. You wouldn't need healing unless somebody was sick and diseased. Amen. You wouldn't need, you know, feeding unless somebody was hungry. So he, we, we have these problems and these pains and these difficulties that life sends our way, and the issue is how we're responding. And this is the test. This is the test of our mantle. God wants us to love him with our hearts, our minds, our souls, our strength. Amen? So minds have to be transformed. You know, we have to get rid of the thinking that has us uh, stuck in many instances in the past. Past is not a good place to get stuck. Amen? Because you can do absolutely nothing about the past. Zero. Nada. Not a thing. Amen, somebody. So, so if I don't pro- have the proper vantage point about the past, if I don't, if I don't fight the good fight to break, it through, break through the past hurts, the past hang-ups, the past pains, the past failures, the past disappointments, the past betrayals, the past uh, discouragements, if, if, I, if I can't make it through, praise God, the past, then I can't get to my present and my preferable future. That's why the scripture says to press, amen, forgetting those things, amen. And so God wants to restore our souls. He wants to restore our emotions. He wants this, this testament to break loose, this testament of a sign, a signal, an evidence, a fact that God is real, amen. Whenever you, whenever you argue with the word of God, you are really saying that God is a liar. You, you're saying you doubt his, verac- his veracity, his truthfulness. Amen? That's why the word is to be believed and accepted and trusted because we don't want to evidence fear or doubt about God's word. God's word is true. Amen? Can I get a witness in the house? And we stand on God's word. So the testament is the evidence, the sign, the fact, the witness of the power of God. These testaments, both Old Testament and New Testament, they are attestation. They are almost like an executed document that, that's been, uh, you know, what you, what you do to execute it. It's been through a court of law. It's been executed in such a way where it is law now. Amen. These are the laws of God. These are the commandments of God. These are the words of God. These are the instructions of God. And the word of God says we ought to believe it and say amen. So let it be. Because God's word is true. If God said it, that should settle it. If God said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he will bring it to pass. 
Amen? So an affirmation of the testament helps us to understand how we should handle the test. Because the word tells us and shows us how. Amen? You know, some of us are sitting through tests like we're some kind of crash dummy. Amen? The word saying you ain't no crash dummy. You know? Well, you just, you get in the car, you get strapped in, and then you run into a wall. <laughs> we're not crash dummies. That's not the, like, the kind of test that God takes us through. He takes us through tests that we overcome. And he says that we are more than conquerors. Amen? So why do we fear? Why do we fret? Why do we, why do we doubt him, praise God, when he has attested to the fact that we can overcome? Amen? So these simulations, these standard diet tests, these tests that, you know, check job performance, these tests that check uh, educational proficiency, God has given us a test. And then we're in the midst of a contest, a race, if you will, and we're to win the race. We're to fight the good fight of faith. You know, we test all kinds of things in the world, too. We test food. We test drugs. We test uh, medic. There's medical tests, you know, and so forth. IQ tests, personality tests. You know, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, it tests all and water. Amen. Well, God is testing you and I. Amen, somebody. And he's calling us to meet the standard, to hold up a banner, to promote his word and will, to fight the good fight of faith. James 1.12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive a crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Now, it ain't no test for naught. He has, he's testing us because he has a reward for us. He says we will receive a crown. Amen, somebody. So that's good news, isn't it? First Peter 1 and 6 says, In this, in this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that... The tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor to the revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen? So he said, what does this test produce? It begins to morph you and shape you and evolve you and change you to the contours of his specifications. Your mind starts to change. Your heart starts to change. Your soul starts to change. Praise God. Your ability to stand strong. In other words, you develop stamina as a result of the test. You get stronger. Somebody say stronger. And if I were to ask anybody in this house, do you want to get stronger? You would raise your hand. Yeah, I want to get stronger. We all want to be stronger. In one shape, way, form, or fashion, we want to be stronger. And God has made available to us the access to get stronger. Stronger mentally, stronger emotionally, stronger even physically, stronger spiritually, stronger relationally. He's given us best practices. Amen? But we got to pay attention and discern and live it out and pass the tests. Amen? Job 23.10, it says, 
but he knows the way that I take. When he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. Mm-hmm. Now, gold doesn't come here pure. Amen? It has pollutants and, you know, other alloys that are, that are part of and interspersed in it. So there is a purification for, for precious metals, silver and gold. They call the sifting of it, you know, taking away the dross, you know, the elements that are not pure. So what you want is pure gold. But guess what? You got to heat it up, baby. You got to fire it up for it to produce pure gold. You got to sift through it for the dross, the elements that are impure, the elements that are, you know, contaminants and pollutants to the preciousness of the metal. It has to go through a refining process. Amen, somebody. You and I are like that gold, and we're going through a refining process while in the earth. God is trying to get rid of the dross, the elements that are not needed and unnecessary. Praise God. The elements that drag us down and prevent us from letting our light shine, preventing us from love, loving like God wants us to love. So, so God is calling us to go through the process and not fear when going through it, not be hopeless when going through it, not be doubtful when going through it, but to exercise faith. Amen, somebody. That's why the Word of God says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So I want this faith that allows these trials, these tests, these tribulations to be converted into something that's for my good. Amen? Mm-mm. Think about it. He's trying to fire us up. You know, even during this season, he's using this season, this dispensation, this era to teach us and to touch us, to bless us and to strengthen us and to make us more perfect in him. Zechariah 13.9, and I will put this third into the fire and refine them as one refined silver and test them as gold is tested. They will call upon my name and I will answer them. I will say they are my people and they will say the Lord is my God. Amen? You know, uh, I love the story of Job. It's one of the first complete books of the Bible that I read when I first came to faith. You know, looking at Job's hardships, his trauma, his trouble, his difficulty, the disease that plagued him, the loss of family members, and also the persecution and the ridicule that he underwent in the midst of all these problems. You know, people weren't showing empathy or sympathy for his circumstances or his situation. His own wife doubted him. And here he is still able to say, you know, that I will not curse God. I will bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me, I will bless his holy name. Amen, somebody. So, 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 so Job evidenced this, this ability to go through the test, to realize, and that's the reason God places this book for, in, the, in the Scripture for our perusal and for our study, so we understand that God is the giver of stamina. God 
is the giver of breakthrough power, that God is the giver of second chances, that God is the giver of real life, abundant life, substantive life, quality of life that nobody else can give you. Amen, Amen somebody. So I need to ask God, God, show me how to live and show me how to laugh and show me how to accept the refining process. Amen. Isaiah 48 and 10, behold, I have refined you, but not as silver. I have tried you in the furnace of affliction. Amen, somebody. In other words, in dreams deferred. Amen. In promises that are now, you know, placed on another track. I was going in this direction. The door closed definitively. It's no longer open. And now God may put me on another track. Can I receive God's refining? Amen? Can I receive God's correction? Can I receive God's direction? And can I live to tell the story? Amen? You know, the problem for us Christians is that we go through and nobody never knows. Amen? Or very few know. Just our circle of friends and family members. And, and we don't shout to the housetops that God brought me through. God brought me over. God brought me in. And I am thankful. Amen, somebody. See, when God gives you a test, it's not for you to keep it to yourself. Amen, somebody. It's for you to share with somebody about how God brought you over and how God brought you through. It's a value for rejoice. In the school of leaders, we teach it, we promote it, we give a direction and sometimes correction on the process, you know, of how to craft our faith stories, where our testimonies are told and shared. Amen, somebody. In the school of leaders, we talk about you gathering, you know, your G-rated testimony and your R-rated testimony and understanding the context in which you tell it. But be willing to tell it when needed. Amen. And be ready to give that elevator speech. That short talk about how God has brought you over and revise it and revamp it and edit it and retell it and gather more stories to yourself. You should have a plethora of stories, numerous stories that you are telling and able to tell about God being with you, about God watching over you, about God touching your life, about God opening doors that no man can shut, about God's healing properties, about God's anointing in your life, about God's protection and direction, about God bringing you out and bringing you through. We should have numerous stories that we insert into the environment in our spheres of influence so that God might be prevalent and prominent in our context. Amen, somebody. Somebody said, well, I'm introverted, I'm shy. Well, you need to come out of it. God says, if you open up your mouth for me, I'll speak for you. Amen. Amen. And God wants to use your unique properties, your unique character traits to his glory. Folk love to hear somebody quiet say something. We wake up and open up our ears. You don't talk much and you, got, you, you saying something? Child, you got an influential voice and you don't even realize it. Folk that talk a whole lot, that was the folk we started to tune out. Folk that don't talk a lot, you can make even a greater impact in many instances. And folk that talk a lot, we need to make sure that we shift our conversation. 
make sure that we're talking about the matters that matter. Amen. Over more so than the matters that do not matter. In other words, we need to shift our small talk. You know, some of us are expert small talkers. I don't mind that. I like a small talker. Amen. I like to be around folk who are talkative and gregarious and, you know, exciting and, and stuff like that. They, 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 they're the life of the party. And we love to be around y'all, but we need to make sure that these conversations take on a God purpose so that God is sighted, amen, and seen and experienced and professed of, praise God. That's the witness and mandate. The Word of God says, go into all the world and become my witnesses. Share on my behalf. Give your test. Give your testimony, praise God. And next Sunday, I'm going to be talking more about the morning. I'm talking about the test today. I'm going to be talking more about the morning. <laughs> Amen, somebody. In other words, what does that overcoming power even look like? Have we identified it? Have we quantified it? Have we, have we acknowledged it? Have we embraced it? Amen, somebody. So, so we, we're in this refining process. Psalm 66, verse 10, it says, For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. Amen, somebody. And, 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 and you brought us into the net. You, ha- you laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. This is a promise that we must possess, amen, and nurture to the glory of Almighty God. I've been pressed. Uh, T.D. Jakes has this sermon series that he talks about being crushed, amen. An analogy that he uses is that, uh, you know, the, the crushing of grapes, how the crushing of grapes brings out this, this flavor. So, so you can't get the full brunt of the flavor unless it's crushed, amen. So crushed, amen, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Amen. God wants us to run over with the benefits of understanding that I'm crushed, but I'm still prevailing. I'm more than a conqueror. I have overcome through the power of God. And guess what? My crushing has produced flavor. My, my, my crushing has produces this ambrosial, this delightful flavor that the world can now consume and partake of, praise God. When, I, when I'm able to tell of my test when I'm able to give my testimony, when I'm able to share my faith story, others are benefited. They are blessed when I have taken this different position. Amen? And the position has to be in alignment with the word, will, and ways of God. When does the testimony produce? It's produced when the test occurs and I handle it, I handled it according to God's will. Amen, somebody. I handled it according to God's will. In other words, I didn't just, you know, fly by the seat of my pants and just react any kind of old way. Amen. I didn't take the world's advice as to how to react to this. I didn't take my upbringing and insert that. You know, my upbringing might have been wrong. Amen. Well, this is the way mama would have handled it. This is the way daddy would have handled it. You know, they say, you, they hit you, hit them back. Some of y'all heard that. You can't do that nowadays. 
You get expelled from school, you hit somebody back. You better go tell the teacher or the counselor or the principal. You got, you got to handle this stuff differently now. Amen, somebody. But you hit some, they hit you, you hit them back. So some of us take a long time deliberating how to get them back, baby. How to get some get back. That's my mindset. That's the way I was brought up. That's the way I grew up. Praise God. You hit me, I'm hitting you back. You know, I'm, I ain't turning no other cheek. The word also says an eye for eye and two for two. I'm, I'm going to get that too, but everybody be blind and toothless. <laughs> you go like that, amen, somebody. That's not the way we do business. We seek how to do it God's way, amen. And guess what? When you do it God's way, he has a victory for you. He has a blessing for you. He has some favor for you. He has a testimony that he's trying to build in your spirit and in your heart and in your mind. He's trying to give you his best practices so you, you can pass it on, so that you can be that witness. But if we succumb to our background, if we succumb to our upbringing, if we succumb to our environment, if we succumb to the pundits and prognosticators' approaches and the media, you know, magazines' approaches and their best practices and their advice and their opinions, if we succumb to that and they allow it to supersede or write right over the Word of God, then we will not get the blessing and we will not have the testimony that God wants to produce in and through us. Can I get a witness in the house? Amen. God sometimes, you know, sends us right into the fire, right into it, knowingly. Look at Abraham's testimony. He said, Abraham is, has his only son at the time, you know, his eldest and this miracle child. And God says, I want you to go climb the mountain, take this boy up on that mountain and sacrifice him on the altar. Amen. Give him back to me. Abraham has to pass the test, you know, and, and he has faith to know that if God sends me into an environment that's hostile, if God sends me into an environment that, that's tough, if, God, if I knowingly know I'm about to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know that the Word of God says I don't need to fear any evil, for God, my God says that he is with me. So he walked the path. And he believed God that if, if, I, if I have to kill my boy, he's going to be resurrected or God will provide for himself a ram. There will be a ram in the bush. God will give me something else to place on the altar. So he's testing faith. Sometimes in proactive ways, sometimes in reactive ways, we, in essence, our, test, our, our faith is tested. And we have to meet the test, praise God, and pass the test. 2 Corinthians 12 and seven, so to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations, a thorn was given me in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness, therefore I boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Amen, somebody. So we got flaws and problems and difficulties and things that we wrestle with. And God says those things are in our lives in order to keep us humble, in order for you to get the test and maintain your ability to discern the circumstances. 
Do not be conformed to this world, the Word of God says, Romans 12, 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing you, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Amen? So the Word says, I want to transform your mind. I want to change the way you think, praise God. I want to change the way you react. I want to change the way you respond. I'm working on your character. I'm working on your personality. I'm working on your character traits. I'm working on you from the inside out, praise God, so that you can manifest my glory and you can let your light shine so that men, women, boys, and girls might see your good works and not glorify you, but glorify the Father who's in heaven. Can anybody see God in you? Are you reflecting the image and the power of God in your life? Amen, somebody. Can anybody see him? He wants to try us. Uh, the psalmist invited God. God, try me and know my thoughts. Examine me. Can you invite God to examine you? To take a look at me, praise God. Amen. Jesus said, you don't tempt God. You don't test God. In other words, it's not our job to doubt God. Too many times we want God to prove that he's God. Amen. The only way in Scripture that people got away with testing God was testing him for the positive, testing him for faith. Amen. So Gideon said, look, you know, please wet this fleece with no moisture at all or, or make it dry when it's supposed to be wet. So he said, just produce faith in me. So in order to produce faith, amen, and it, it, even the giving, you know, scenario where bring the tithes into the storehouse. He said, test me in this. That's a positive test. Test me in this and see if, in other words, I'll do this, I'll respond to you, God, and I'm believing you for a breakthrough. I'm believing you for increase. I'm believing your word. I'm testing and standing upon your word. So that's the way we test God, by, by basically standing on his word and standing on his promises, praise God. Not saying you got to prove to me you God. Listen, he ain't got to prove to you nothing. Amen. He ain't got to prove to you he God. You ought to be able to look in the mirror and know there's a God. How you make any sense? What you're capable of doing, your intellect, your response time, you know, uh, your hand-eye coordination, it's phenomenal. I just look when I'm riding down the highway, all these cars on the road, and I'm like, how do all these people not run into each other? You know, there ought to be, we're talking about accidents on the road, there ought to be a lot more accidents, but the hand-eye coordination, the dexterity that God has given us, the ability to traverse, you know, sometimes difficult situations, it's, it's phenomenal what God has given us. And just, we're only using a small portion of our brains and still we're producing on a phenomenal level. He said, be fruitful and multiply, and we're still multiplying and creating and innovating. God is still creating through us, praise God. God uses us, and we ought to see God when you look in the mirror. Amen, somebody. Thank you, Lord, for being in our God. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for the transformation of the mind. Thank you for teaching us and giving us faith and helping us move toward obedience. That's what, that's what the test is all about, a move toward faith, a move toward obedience, a move toward faithfulness, a move toward being directed by the power and purposes of God. Amen. He has actually tested entire nations, people groups. You know, 400 years of slavery, that's a test, y'all. 
And it is a testament to the faith of God for the faith to be alive in the ancestors of slaves. First, the children of Israel, the first example. African Americans, another example of faith. Amen, somebody. When oppression occurs and you still maintain faith, God is saying, I'm using this. Praise God. I'm using the tests. I'm using the problems. I'm using the difficulties. I'm trying to create something and give, allow you to be a, a testament to the world, a testament of hope, a testament of promises fulfilled, a testament of joy, a testament of purpose, a testament of overcoming power. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So God can use people who God can use uh, individuals as they go through various tests and trials. And our tests and trials are going to be different, but we all have them. Can I get a witness in the house? Amen. So to tap into the promises of God is important. Amen. And we even need to learn how to test the Spirit by the Spirit. Can I get a witness in the house? So God, through the testing, is saying to us, listen, when there's a fight, don't fight according to the world's standards. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen. I've been, in a, I've been in a fight before. Amen, somebody. I don't know about y'all, but I've been in a few fights, but my fights in my Christian years have been different from my fights in my non-Christian years because I use different weapons and different things and different sources as opposed to brute force. Amen. If you hit me, I ain't got to hit you back because I can take a lick. Amen, somebody. I just believe that if you hit me, God ain't going to let you knock me out. He might let you knock me down, but I'm not going to be out. And when I get back up, he's going to fight my battle for me. And I will ultimately win the war, praise God, because that's the promise that I have access. Amen. When I get hit, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving in. I'm staying the course. That's what it means to pass the test, to have stick to itness when life gets tough. I keep going to the glory of Almighty God. When I'm tempted to lose hope, I do not lose hope, praise God. I do not become hopeless, nor do you because of the power of God. When I go through the test of hopelessness, I come out hopeful because the power of God is real. Amen. When I'm tempted to get bitter, bitter, vindictive, unforgiving. I got to get better because the power of God is alive in us. So I got to pass the test. When I'm overwhelmed, praise God, I am not overcome because I keep God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in my sight. So I see him in the midst of overwhelming us. God has shown through his word that I have overcoming power. Can I get a witness in the house? When I'm tempted to say no, when I should be saying yes, I say yes, Lord, to pass the test. When I'm tempted to say yes, when I should be saying no, I say no, Lord, to pass the test. When I'm tempted to go low, God sends me high to the glory of Almighty God. When I'm caught up in my purpose, amen, in, in my passions, God gives me a purpose in spite of the situation. 
when pride seeps in. When I pass the test, I'm moving the arena of prayer, praise God. So the power of prayer is engaged in my life, praise God, to give me overcoming power. When I want to react a certain way, now because I'm passing the test, I move according to revelation, not reaction. Revelation, not reaction. Revelation, thus says the Lord of God. My God, I believe him, I accept him, I receive him, I embrace him fully because he is the power of God. When I'm tempted to be selfish, God gives me power to be selfless, to put me down, to get rid of my ego, praise God. When I'm tempted to fight on my terms, God gives me the power to fight the good fight of faith, to run and not get weary, to walk and not faint, to stand in the counsel of the godly and to stand against the counsel of the wicked. Won't you stand all over the house? When I'm tempted to complain, amen somebody, when I'm tempted to complain, praise drips off my lip because I know that I have so much to be appreciative for, so much to be thankful for. I don't want to get caught up in the cauldron of despair. I will have an outlook of hope and praise God anyhow and shout hallelujah anyhow. When I'm tempted to handle stuff in an ignorant way, amen, God is the one that gives me power to handle stuff according to his wisdom. Amen, somebody. And wisdom is accessible and available for us all. I want to invite somebody to uh, make a decision today. Amen. I talked about David last week. And David had tests. His test was, will you disrespect a person of authority? And David said, you know something? I got a chance to take out to kill my enemy. You know what I'm going to do? Because he's a king, a person of authority, I'm putting him in God's hands. That's the test. He passed the test by not putting it in his hands, but in God's hands. Amen, somebody? Joseph had a test. His test was, do I retaliate now that I'm in power? Amen? Do I just crush my brothers and crush those who've come against me? But he does not retaliate. He acknowledges God. He says, you might have meant it for harm, but God meant it for good. He passed the test. Amen? Mary Magdalene, Mary, amen? The Samaritan woman, women with sins, but they passed the test because they converted the sin, sin to places of testimony. And they witnessed on behalf of God, they worshiped on behalf of God, and they give us examples of how we can worship God, even in the midst of our faults, our failings. Amen? You pass the test when you keep on worshiping. You keep on worshiping. You keep on worshiping. And you become lavish in your worship. You pass the test. I don't despair. I don't... I don't, you know, Peter, he denied God, but, but then he passed the test by becoming the biggest promoter of God, by preaching publicly 
under peril and the, and the possibility of persecution, he pleased and he praised God. Amen? That's passing the test. And I want to invite somebody to say, you know something? I'm jumping in the fray. I am not afraid. Amen? To say, I'm on your side. I want to invite somebody to make a decision today, to step out on faith, to come forward in his name. Say, I'm yours, Lord. I want to get connected. I want a family, a fold, a fellowship, a community to be connected with. I'm affirming my faith. Praise God. Reaffirming my faith. I may be new in the community. I'm connecting with the community of faith this day by faith. This day by faith. I honor God today with a decision, a public profession. The word says, if you acknowledge me before men, I will acknowledge you before my Father who is in heaven. So he's inviting us to acknowledge him. I want to invite somebody to step out, to come forward, to let him have his way in you today, 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 today. Come on, let's sing, let's worship. You're invited to come. Decision-making time. Every heart praying. Say to somebody near you, you are invited. Come on, say that to somebody. It don't matter who it is, husband, wife, because you are invited. Say, you are invited. Say to somebody behind you, you're invited. Come now. We invite you. I invite you. We invite you to come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is the day. Jesus. Come on, sing it with me. Sing it with me. Come on, let's lift him up. Come on, sing it. I love it. I love it. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. 